Welcome to Here's Teresa on TalkZone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good day, everyone out there. This is your host, Teresa E. Keeves, for Here's Teresa, and I'm broadcasting to you on the great TalkZone.com internet radio, and I'm sure that you all have now have the app, TalkZone.com um, uh, app, so that you can be listening to me any and every time that you want, and uh, my present shows and archive shows. As always, I miss talking to you all, and I'm excited about my conversation with the world's best mental health therapist, Rachel C. Campbell. And the topic of our show, listeners, is everybody is gifted, but most people never open their package. Now, this is a quote by Dr. Wolfgang Ribe, or Ribe. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correct. For all of you who do not know who Dr. Ribe is, here's a bit of information for you. According to www.goodreads.com, Dr. Wolfgang Ribe is a true professor of hope on attitude change management and thinking out of the box in the international business circuit today. He has inspired many millions of people and he is a best-selling author with appearances in over 128 countries. He authored books such as a hundred quotes to make you think, discover your passions and many, many more. So just as you know, you know, just as you should know, I should say, you can also go to his website in order to order his books if you choose to do so. All right. And I want to, you know, talk with you a bit because the reason I chose this topic, listeners, is because in spite of the, you know, the topsy-turvy negative crap that continues uh, to influence a large number of our world's populace to do wrong things, excuse me, just know this, listeners, there are a lot of people in this beautiful world that God created who want to and are beckoning to live a wholesome life as possible and that they are actually doing their best to strive positively for themselves and their families. Now, my guest and I, we are going to talk about varying reasons that people do not open what I call their golden parachutes of life, also known as the gift. And um, and we're going to discuss varying methodologies to apply in your life and a couple of, um, you know, shared stories on, on our own, you know, and uh, who may assist anyone, you know, who are wanting to open their gift or who have opened their uh, their gift and how they can apply and benefit benefit from them as they are in the midst of, you know, negative chatter in the house or their workplace, or maybe they're just a bit bewildered for how to get started. You know, get on the good foot, as James Brown, you know, once saying, for example, in order that they can rise and continue to rise in the area or areas they choose. So stay tuned. This is going to be a fabulous discussion. Okay, let's get this done. How are you all out there? Oh, I know you're doing just fabulous. I pray that you all are doing exceptional and that you are continuing to move forward and upward in your life. Just remember, no thing lasts forever but God's love. Trust me, I'm a walking testament. Okay, it's my turn now. How are you, Teresa? I'm doing great. Just busy doing positive things. Oh, yes. And by the way, 
How was Mother Day for all you moms out there? I hope it was rocking. I can tell you mine was, you know, listeners. I want to say this to you all. There are a lot of things, you know, great things about children in your life. I just love my children and I love children in general. And I look at them like they are blessings from the moment of conception. You know why? Why, Teresa? Because think of it this way. Now, I'm talking to all you moms out there. You dads next month. I'll, I'll have a whole session for you, too. I'm talking to all the mothers listening to me because Mother's Day just passed. And I want you to know that you carried this spiritual being for nine months. And as a parent and as a mom, you have transferred part of you into this spiritual being upon conception. Okay, who is going to have a human being experience here on Earth and you can get the chance, you know, to to love and guide and teach this being as and, and get this. This is part of you continuing on. Did you get all of that? You know, when you transition, you know, or things like that, you're still continuing on. That's a beautiful thing. Okay, so this is the part that I want you to know that you are continuing on in these in these beings. So be very, you know, exceptional and careful how you're molding and shaping them. I think that's a fabulous thing. Okay, the weather here in Arizona is cray cray. All right, like I was discussing with my fabulous engineer, Dave, that Monday was like 98 degrees, depending on where you were in the state of Arizona. Then Tuesday dropped down to like 78 degrees. And now today, fast forwarding, it's going to be um 87. And then Friday is going to be like 94. And then the weekend and about three days after that, it's going to be 100. Okay, see? See, cray cray. That's all I'm saying about that. Now, I have something I want you guys to chomp on, okay? I have a question for you, my listeners out there. Would you want to be young again, you know, like a millennial today? Or would you want to add as much time as possible for your to your existing life in order that you can continue to obtain your dreams and your goals? Just something for you to chomp on. Okay, it's shout out time, all right? Now, my heart and prayers go out to Judge Glenda Hatchett. You know, she is the TV judge. Well, she recently lost her daughter-in-law uh, right after she gave birth to a beautiful baby boy at Cedar sinai Hospital. She had a C-section, and afterwards she was complaining of stomach pains. Now, Inside Edition reports on the 16th of May that TV judge Glenda Hatchett is involved in her own heartbreaking legal fight after her daughter-in-law died shortly after giving birth. My precious daughter, she says, walks into the hospital and never comes out. Her name was Kyra Johnson. She was married to Judge Hatch's son, Charles. They gave birth to a healthy baby boy named Langston. But shortly after Langston was born, Kyra passed away. Never, ever, ever did I think I would never see her again, her husband tearfully told um, Inside Edition. Now, last month, she came to see this Sinai Hospital uh, medical Center in L.A. for a C-section, which is a typical routine procedure. According to a lawsuit, while she was recovering in her hospital room, Kyra's blood pressure plummeted, her heart was racing, and she complained of pain in her abdomen. But her family says she wasn't taken back into surgery for 10 hours, listeners. I was definitely shocked. We definitely pleaded repeatedly for them to take action. This is what her grieving husband was saying. 
Now, the wrongful death lawsuit listeners that she um, states that she was suffering from excessive bleeding. Doctors reportedly found three liters, <clears throat> excuse me, three liters of blood in her abdomen and were not able to save her. <clears throat> excuse me. The last thing she said to her husband was that she was scared. And he was holding her hand and he kissed her and told her that everything would be okay. He thought of his 39 year old wife as a superwoman. She spoke five languages and had an active lifestyle, calling her the most amazing person I ever met in my life. Judge Hatchett hopes that by sharing her personal tragedy, they can prevent this nightmare from happening to anyone else. This was a medical catastrophe how so everything, you know, that could have gone wrong went wrong, her husband said. He said, you know, that um that that that, that they're devastated, you know, for her senseless tragic death. In a statement to Inside Edition, Cedar Sinai said they are deeply saddened by the death and the toll it is taking on her family. That we won't we strongly support the family's goal of determining exactly why this happened. They added, while federal privacy laws prevent us from responding directly about any patient's care without written authorization, we can share the following. Get this, listeners. Anytime there are concerns raised about a patient's medical care, we conduct an investigation to determine exactly what happened, including reviewing hospital procedures and and the competency of healthy care providers and make changes as needed to ensure that we continue to provide the highest quality medical care. Here's my response. Are you kidding me? There's two children now without a mother and a grieving husband without his wife and his life partner. And that's all you can say. My heart goes out big time to this family. And I want to share something with you, a brief story about something, a similar situation that I went through in my life. You know, listeners, this story As I said, you know, it hits, you know, like home for me. After I gave birth to my first child in Chicago, I will not name the name of the hospital. You know that the doctors did uh, did to me their negligence was that they left after birth in me. My father basically had to threaten them to take me back after several previous attempts to keep me in the hospital and deal with what was wrong with me. As my parents did not know. As I would burst into temperatures of 108, totally out of my mind. My parents raced me to the hospital three times before they would take me back. I was sleeping on ice mattresses for two months, getting numerous shots in both hips multiple times during the day. And the next time I saw my child, he was one month uh, old as my parents brought him to the hospital to see me. He was I remember he was dressed so beautiful in a red and white outfit with matching blankets to see me, my dad, my wonderful, loving dad, driving through the blistering cold in Chicago, hoping that they, that that would make me feel better to look at my beautiful child in the hope of giving me the reassurance of hope that I had something to live for, to continue to fight as I am and still am allergic to so many medications finding the right one to fight the infection that had invaded my entire body was extremely trying for the doctors as I was a young girl listeners desperately struggling to gain my footing regarding my health. I had the last rites twice during this ordeal 
And when I did get checked out from the hospital a couple of months later, listeners, my father transitioned. Wow. God is good. You know why? Because here I stand. But unfortunately, Judge Hatchett and her son are not in the same position as I or my parents or my children are as I made it through this terrible ordeal. Her daughter and her son did not. I am certain that God has his reasons, his plans for all of us, no matter how much it hurt or devastate the loved ones remaining here after someone they love so much has transitioned, especially from something that could have been prevented. I know it's hard, but peace will come. God is with you, Judge Hatchett, and your son and those beautiful children and the rest of your family who are sharing in your grief. And I pray that God will get you through this terrible, terrible ordeal. Okay? Now, thank you for listening to that. Right now, I'm going to take a break, um, uh, take a short break, get up and stretch and come back with me. And I'm going to bring on my guest, the phenomenal Reginald C. Campbell. Stay tuned. Listeners, this is Teresa E. Keeves, and I want to talk to you about bullying. Do you know that bullying is still a constant negative in our society, not only for children in grammar schools and high schools, but also in our colleges, university, and workplaces? I want you to know that professional mediation is a great method for resolving issues regarding bullying. It also allows party members to engage in a much-needed conversation to clarify what the issues are and to resolve them without the involvement of law enforcement and in relation to our children, the possibility of school suspension. Need more information? Please give me a call at 623-594-5657 or visit my website at www.tekmediations.com. Back to Here's Teresa on TalkZone.com with Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you so much for returning with me. This is Teresa E. Keys, your host for Here's Teresa. And the topic of our show today, listeners, is a fantastic one, and it's one that needs to be discussed. Everybody is gifted, but most people never open their package. This is a quote from Wolfgang Ribe, and I'm going to be discussing this with my fabulous and phenomenal and highly educated and just great brother, Reginald C. Campbell. He is the world's best mental health therapist. And good morning, Reginald, and thank you so much for being on my show. It's always a pleasure to be on. Okay. Now, here's the first question, uh, Reginald. And I think that this is a great subject to discuss. Um, and, um, you know, for our listeners, you know, and uh, people often look at celebrities, let's say, and Google and Google over them and their achievements saying, oh, what a beautiful voice Jennifer Hudson has, which she does, or what profound, um, what a profound um, action and character actor Tom Cruise is, and he is. And, and I am marveled at the great wonders of Steve Jobs, who is, you know, he's no longer here, but his greatness is still living on. And often you would hear people say, I wish I could sing like Jennifer Hudson, or maybe if I go to Hollywood, you know, I could be discovered and become an actor like Tom Cruise. Now, everyone is here 
for a reason and no one is alike. Hence our DNA or more intrinsic are our fingerprints. Okay. But nevertheless, it is my belief that we come from greatness and therefore we are instilled with greatness. Now we are all not going to sound like Jennifer Hudson or become an actor like Tom Cruise or be a Marvel creator, um, you know, or computerized technology like Steve Jobs, who, by the way, was adopted. However, there is greatness in all of us. So, you know, Rajon Mahatma Gami stated the following. As human beings, our greatness lies not so much in being able to remake the world. That is the myth of the atomic age as in being able to remake ourselves. Is there truth to this statement, Reginald? I believe it is, and, um, you know, people have a tendency to, to uh, you know, look at uh, uh, so-called celebrities, and, and, and I, I don't really even like to use that term because, you know, we're all celebrities in our own right, um, mm-hmm. and we're all uh, blessed in giving individual uh, greatness and, mm-hmm. and gifts, and it's mm-hmm. finding you, is being the, the best you, is being the first you, is being, um, you know, the person that that you discovered, and and the things that have happened in your individual life that can help transition you from one phase to the other. Because we all have a history, we all have, uh, you know, individual uh, um, uh, histories, things that have happened, goals, and so it's just finding you, just finding the best person you are, and putting your best foot forward. It's okay to. You know, to have people as mentors, it's, it's great to have people that you admire and, and that you want to, uh, you know, try and, 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 and pattern your life after uh, in, in, in certain situations and things. But, but, it's, but it's finding you, because uh, we're all individuals, twins, uh, identical, identical twins don't have the same fingerprints. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we're all individuals and we're all giving individual gifts from God. Absolutely. And a lot of people, the thing is, uh, Reginald, is that a lot of people don't know this. Um, a lot of people are not told to this by their parents or parent or, uh, you know, they never heard it before. Um, a lot of people go to church and a lot of uh, ministers uh, don't don't talk that talk either. You know, so but the thing is, is is about being aware. You know what I'm saying? Being aware of your surroundings, being aware that. This is not just it. You're here on earth and you, you know, you're just to get up in the morning and do, you know, the, the typical routine. It's much more to life than that. It's much more the, to life than that is the, the, the much more, one of the much more to life than that is definitely encompassing and in finding exactly your, what your purpose here on earth is. And that's what me and Reginald are talking about to you, for, to you today. Now. The statement a mind is a terrible thing to waste. It's true, Reginald, but I would like to add that the mind is the most powerful component that God has given us. As once the mind is made up to accomplish things, there is no stopping. Some people refer to a mind as a locomotive that once it that once it's you know that you have made that mind up, there is no stopping. Now, this has been my experience as I am ready in myself you know, for accomplishing something. And let's say I am organizing things relating to this accomplishment, but I'm needing some assistance on some part. Do you know that the assistance appears? 
there is a lot of assistance in the world, listeners, and regardless of the turmoil that is happening in Washington and out of Washington, we must remember that we are in the world and not of the world. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah, you know, being focused, it's being focused, and and just because that hurricane or that tornado is is around you, uh, you know, there's other areas. Okay, let's let's use this example. There's a tornado that that's coming down the street. We're familiar with tornadoes here from the Midwest. You know, there's that mile or half mile or quarter of a mile where that tornado goes down. But then there's other areas right. Outside of that tornado, that the tornado hasn't affected, hasn't, hasn't touched. So just because, you know, the tornado is there and it's present and there's destruction in, in that area, there's other, there's other areas where there is no destruction where the tornado doesn't, doesn't touch. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's how I kind of like to use my, my life and my situation that, you know, when I go through a stressful time, or I'm going through a stressful situation or, or the past, uh, that area is the tornado, but there's so many outside things that have not mm-hmm. been touched. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the thing is, is that a lot of people are, are, are scared, Reginald. They're, they're definitely scared. You know, they, uh, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people, they, they get an idea in their mind and, um, right from the jump, you know, they're, they're scared to even do it, you know, um, you know, that, that, uh, you know, it's like, okay, I, 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 that, that, that's not for me. That may be for somebody else. It couldn't possibly be, be for me, although it came into your mind. Okay. Now that's a good segue into what I want to say next. Now let's talk about some of the things that are detractors that can be a stoppage for people as they have opened their gifts and have more than a sense of what it is they want to pursue. When they dis, you know, when they, you know, discuss it, you know, share their dream with someone who they, who they think, you know, that, that they have their back, you know, that they would be supportive, you know, and, um, and that they feel that they would, you know, that they'll be happy for them when they tell them, you know, Oh, guess what, what I would like to do? You know, I would like to, to open up, a, you know, a series of, of different, you know, mom and pop stores or something. And, you know, so a lot of these people that they say these things to will either immediately, Reginald, or shortly after kind of alienating themselves, you know, by saying things like, well, why don't you do something else? You know, um, you know, I will try to support you, but I'm busy with my own things, you see. So, um, you know, this in itself can leave a person feeling a bit deflated. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Oh, sure. Uh, absolutely. And, and before I answer that, just let me do a quick shout out to my good friend, Morella. She may be listening to Hey, sweetie, how you doing? Shout out to you. Um, okay. And <laughs> um, now back on point, you know, a lot of times we can't share uh, things that that we're thinking about or working on with others. Because unfortunately, everybody's not going to be happy for us. Uh, I, mm-hmm. You know, our father used to, used to say, don't share anything until the ink is dry. And, and, and that is just so true. I had a conversation with uh, a co-worker yesterday uh, who's from the Midwest, who's from Milwaukee, you know, uh-huh. nightly house from Chicago. And we were talking about this kind of same thing. 
how, um, you know, she's about to transition on to something, uh, something else in her life and how relatives just were not happy for her. Um, mm-hmm. and sometimes people aren't, but you know, it's not about them. It's about us. It's about, mm-hmm. it's about, mm-hmm. it's about what, it's about what you want to do. This is your walk. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I transitioned here, uh, to Arizona, you know, two years ago, that has been over two years now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there are some people and some relatives who cut themselves off to me. They weren't happy for me, but but that's mm-hmm. okay because this is this is my life. You know, I have to do what I have to do with the time that God has given me, and mm-hmm. I take this serious. People that I work with, clients that I work with, I tell them, "Look, this is your life, and take it serious. What I do mm-hmm. with you, take it serious." And I take my life serious. So, you know, sometimes, again, sometimes we can't share everything with people. Um, That's right. Because they're not happy for them. And, you know, which is a shame, which, which can be devastating to some people. But, but again, it's not about them. It's about you. Exactly. And even, too, uh, let's say on the workplace that, um, uh, you know, that you're you're up for a promotion. Okay. And a lot of people will do their best. They will go to, you know, the manager or whatever, and they will say negative things to that manager or supervisor, vice president or president to derail what it is that right. that is set up for you. You you know what I mean? Um, You know, right. people people are quite um cutthroat like that. And I just want, you know, my my listeners out there to. Um, you know, be aware of that. And the unfortunate thing in that scenario, Reginald, there has been times that the manager, supervisor, vice president or president, for example, have, mm-hmm. you know, had like like they say, a bended ear and they listened mm-hmm. and they absorbed what that person was saying and then just mm-hmm. ousted that individual in that position and hired someone else, you know, yeah. Right. And, and, you know, when you were in the corporate world in Chicago, I know you see that happen. Uh, when mm-hmm. I was in supervisory positions or just coming up in my career, I've seen that happen. Uh, I've had it happen to me personally. Uh, oh yeah. Me so, too. Uh, but yeah. what, 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 what God has for you, nobody can stop. Uh, That's right. So keep that, uh, keep that, keep that keep, in keep mind. That, keep that focus. Keep that focus. Oh I'll yeah. You for, you know, they put the blinders on horses, you know, horses pulling the carriage, and they put the blinder on the horse, the horse can't see left, he can't see right, the only thing he can see is his forward. So there's times it's, in our life where we just got to put the blinders on. Exactly. And, you know, just a quick story, because I like to have something relational, you know, that I can tell my, my listeners that happened to me. Um, I was working for a big communications company, um, um, in the Midwest. And, um, I was at that time aspiring to be, um, an attorney. And, uh, so there was an attorney there. He had an, uh, an office there and he was looking for, um, an assistant. And I was thinking, you know, Reginald, that would be good, you know, to, to work, mm-hmm. you know, with, with him and, um, you know, gain some experience and, you know, whatever, you know, in the legal world, since that's the route that I was going. And, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, I went in and, and interviewed for the position, you know, and, um, and, um, and, and I was, you know, up for the position. And then the, the same, what we talked about before, you know, then there was a lot of backbiting and things like this. Now this is, this is what I'm saying about 
um, if it's for you, it's going to happen for you and nothing can stop it. However, if you don't get something, don't feel bad about it because God has something better for you. Okay. Now let me continue my story. So there was a whole lot of crazy things. They went and they, they told this, this gentleman a bunch of lies and all that. And I wasn't going to continue to, to defend that. God told me to get out of that. Okay. To get out of that, that he has something on a grandiose scale for me. Okay. And which he did shortly after that, not even three weeks, I was um, approached by a gentleman who they were uh, at that time. They were, they were segmenting the company off to get into the medical industry. So they needed someone to oversee this entire operation. So boom, there you go. It was me. And I was there. So instead of being an assistant to this legal individual, I was now the individual who was overseeing a whole new operation that the company was was embarking into. And that led me into a, 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 a lot of different positive um, uh, areas of my life. I gained a lot of experience. I was able to use the experience that I did have and, and you know, uh, met a lot of people, let's say, in high places and things of that nature, it afforded me a lot of opportunity. So I just wanted to tell people that story because, you know, that happens to people every day, Reginald. You know, it's like, okay, well, I didn't get the position. You didn't get the position because something else is better for you out there. You know, you got to keep your eyes and ears and mind open at all times. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Oh, absolutely. And and, and it could always be a learning curve. You know, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because you didn't get something okay, uh, and that, and, and it could be devastating. It could be disappointing. But you know what? You, you just, you just got to keep on. I like to look at it as with with, with Tank Aaron, uh, one of my favorite uh, baseball players, Tank Aaron and Richie Jackson. And uh, uh, you know, Tank Aaron uh, was consistent. He never hit over thirty-five home runs in a year. You know, there are other people hitting 40, 50, 55 home runs, and Aaron hit his 35 home runs every year for over 25 years, and all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, he's going to break Facebook's home run record. So consistent people who strike out, they have to get back up there and start swinging again. Exactly, because, and, and as I've said before, and I'll say it again, failure a lot of people go, well, failure is not an option. You know, I don't, I, you know, I don't like that one. You know, if you uh, look at it as you failed at doing something, you take that and you examine it inside and out and see what it is that you did wrong. And I'll say that again, what it is you did wrong. You can't have an ego in life, uh, listeners, okay, because that ego will get you in a whole lot of trouble, all the time, every time you edge God out, it'll get you in a whole lot of trouble. If I had have allowed my ego to intervene with the scenario that I just spoke about, then I would have never been able to go on and do what I, what it is that I did um, for, you know, the, the uh, you know, for opening up the large section of this company, you know, that that was offered to me. It's like handed to me on the plate. OK, so, you know, and then now, Reginald. I'm sure that a lot of people are saying, okay, well, well, uh, Teresa and Reginald, you know, how, you know, how do we move out of that position and continue on with pursuing, you know, your, you know, my dream, you know, such as acquiring a coach or even as you had mentioned earlier, or even talking to someone who have achieved greatness in their, in their lives. 
Um, I'll, I'll go first and then I want you to go original. What I do is that I always surround myself with individuals that are deemed as like minded individuals. They don't particularly have to want to, um, be what it is you're pursuing, but they have pursued greatness in their life. Okay. So they can offer assistance to you, um, from that. The first and foremost thing that I do um, listeners is that I always, I, I'm a very prayerful person. So I'll say it. I always go to God first about whatever it is that I want to do, that I'm beckoning to do, that I'm thinking about doing or, you know, and I pose a lot of questions, uh, to God. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm telling you, my answers do come to me. They'll come to me through someone else or maybe, or maybe I'm looking at a program on television and, and it's like, wow, that, okay, that answers that question. Okay. I should do this like that. And, um, and I have, uh, employed, um, a coach or two, uh, along the way. So, uh, what, what are your, what are your thoughts about that, Reginald? Well, yeah, definitely, um, taking that situation to God and, you know, having a conversation with Him. And, um, you know, like my conversations with God or like my conversations with, with, with you or anyone, you know, they're, they're talking, you know, help me with this. Can you show me? Can you show me where mm-hmm. I went wrong? Can you show me? You know, you, look, I'm, I'm having a hard time with this. I'm a little anxious and stressed about this. Can you help me with that? And, mm-hmm. and being around people who are doing stuff, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't get anywhere if you're not around people who are who aren't doing stuff because mm-hmm. uh, they're not doing stuff. <laughs> so, so if, if you're around those yeah. people that you know, birds of a feather. Flock together. (laughs) Birds of a feather flock together, yep. Right, and I tell people who are struggling with, uh, you know, substance uh, or alcohol, you know, if you want to stay away from that, you're not about that, you can't be around that. You cannot surround yourself around those kind of things and situations if you no longer aspire to that. So, put yourself around people who are going somewhere, who are aspiring. Uh, get books, read about people who have done things, who have, uh, you know, aspired to be uh, greater people. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just, just go from there. And, and like you say, failure, failure, you know, a lot of times is the best thing that can happen to you. Some of the times when I failed was the best thing that happened to me, even though at that mm-hmm. time I thought it was the worst thing that happened. But it was the best thing that happened because I learned I learned what not to do. Uh, Thomas Edison, mm-hmm. in, a, in an interview, uh, the reporter asked him, well, you tried this certain situation a thousand times and it didn't work. And Edison said, well, that's a thousand things that I know don't work. So, you know, but he didn't stop. He just kept on. And, and, and we have to do that as well from the small scale. To the short, to the, to the, to, to the large scale. Yeah. And, you know, and I just would like to add before moving on to my next section section is that, you know, you have to be admitting that's something that you had touched on a few minutes ago. Reginald. you have to be admitting that I need help. You know, it's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm just going to do this by myself. And I and I've said this to my um, listeners before. Um, and I know that I've said it many times in my previous, uh, put it all on the table through mediation is that you don't do anything by yourself. <laughs> you know, a lot of people said, no, I've done this all by myself. No, you didn't. 
because someone gave you the opportunity. You got hired. Someone gave you the opportunity to perform this duty on this job. Okay. Somebody gets you up every morning so that you can do the things to perform your duties on the job that somebody, uh, you know, uh, opened the door for you to, to, uh, be able to come to work every day. And the other thing is that positive influences are a must. It's a must. And like you were saying uh, moments ago, Reginald, that, you know, you can't be around a bunch of what I'm saying, chaotic people and chaotic things if you're, you know, wanting to have positiveness. If you unfortunately, let's say you're a, a you know, a, a teenager and you're aspiring to be more than what's in your chaotic home. A lot of people ask me, well, Teresa, well, how do I get around that? Because, you know, right now I have to live there. I'm a teenager. Okay. And, um, I have to live there. And, um, and, and my parents are so negative and, and, and there's a lot of chaos going on and things like that. Well, my suggestion to them is that you're out of the house for a good part of the day. So, you know, uh, embody yourself, surround yourself and bathe yourself with as much positiveness before you go back to that chaotic scene. And your mind is a very powerful thing. You can tune out. A lot of things. People don't understand that. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, if your parents are being negative and things like that, then you in turn, you know, be negative and disrespectful uh, to them. But what I'm saying is that you have to tune that out. You have to be it's like a, you know, like water on a duck's tail. You know, they say something negative. You don't let that, uh, um, um, you know, influence you on any on any scale. And the other the last thing I want to mention is that. People, you know, um, I call it people who have come before me, Reginald, is that I love, and I've said this before, I love talking to older individuals who, you know, had success and continue to have success in, in their life. They are a wealth of information. Listen, listeners, don't be uh, fooled by that. Oh, we don't do things like that anymore. This is, this is, a, this is how we do it now. You know, we're, you know, we're social media. You know, I'm on 17, 1700 chats. And and I'm on Facebook and I'm on this, that and the other, blah, 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 blah. A couple of weeks ago, they were saying that the best marketing method still is passing out cards, passing out flyers and talking about what it is that you're doing. OK, so remember that. All right. Now, here's my next thing, Reginald. What are some of the reasons people in general, Reginald, do not achieve their dream? Now, let's, for example, let's say, for example, Reginald, they profoundly know that what their gift or gifts are. Okay, they looked in the box. Wow. They go, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. You know, they open the box. They can see it. They can feel it. Okay. You know, and and uh, they can say, oh, my. Oh, I'm supposed to be a scientist, you know, specializing in cellular medicine or something. And here and then all of a sudden here comes the butt. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Here, here, here comes the butt. So what are some of the reasons, you know, you hear people saying out there, you know, well, I always wanted to be, you know, um, a, a you know, a molecular scientist. But there, there's the word but. So how do you how do you get get around that, Reginald? Yeah. Of, of again, having that one mindness, having that bulldog attitude, having the blinders on. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, again, everybody's not going to be happy for you. Everybody, 
you know, your dream is not somebody else's dream. This, this is your dream. And, and you have to have a made-up mind and not be afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just, you know, this is something that you want to do. This is a dream that you have in your heart. This is something that you always wanted to do or, or wake up one morning thinking, hey, wait a minute, this is, hey, I can do this. I, I, I want to do this. Uh, of, of, of having that one mind that, you know, hey, I can do this. And again, a lot of times not sharing your ideas with people, especially if you're in a situation, for example, you were using a teenager that in a dysfunctional home where mm-hmm. parents, where brothers, sisters, cousins, whoever will tell them, you can't do that. What are you talking about? Or laughing at You can't yeah. do it. But, but you look at them and see they're not doing anything, you know, and they don't want you to do anything. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, it's not sharing all of your ideas with everybody, and it's, and it's putting yourself in the situation around positive people. If you're a high school kid, find that teacher, find that mentor, find that counselor who uh, believes in you, who is a, who is mm-hmm. a positive influence in you. Uh, mm-hmm. That that priest, that that uh, aunt, that uncle, you know, whoever, uh, or mm-hmm. going to the library and finding that one person in history who you can mentor yourself after. I have quite a, a few people, uh, historical people, that I mentored myself after. But first of all, our our dad, you know, our father, he, you know, I, I mentored myself around, you know, with, with him of mm-hmm. what he did. And how he saw it, and how he handled things. Mm-hmm. Uh, President Kennedy, mm-hmm. President Obama, or President Johnson. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there, there, there are just so many other people who have uh, accomplished wonderful things. Michael Jordan, who didn't mm-hmm. let others and their negative influences and things derail them. So, yeah, mm-hmm. have that have that bulldog attitude, uh, attitude of uh, you know what? I'm not listening to anything negative. I'm not going to be around anything negative. I'm not going to drink the negative food. That's right. Because, you know, I, you know, I love you, mom and dad, but I, my life beckons for much more, you know, and I'm not going to be like you because generations are supposed to be better than. All right. And as I said before, I feel that that is one of the big uh, caveats of why we see so much craziness in our world now uh, uh uh you know of course you know it's the breakdown of the home life you know the parents parent or whatever and they're not talking these kinds of talks to their children that let's say that you and I are now having with um our listeners they're not saying influential things to their children because uh, uh, unfortunately in a lot of instances um uh, you know they deem themselves as failures and so, therefore, I'm not going to help my child to, to, you know, to to fail. I mean, to accomplish anything. You know, I yeah. let them be a failure just like me. Uh, I know that may sound crazy. A lot of listeners are like, oh, there's no parents out there that think like that. Sure, they are, because I I have talked to many of them. <laughs> I've talked to many of them, and they have said just that. All right, I got some family members that feel that way. Okay, and um. Yeah, and they they said these things, and it's and it's very devastating, um, uh, to to these uh, individuals, and in a lot of instances, a lot of individuals do not know how to shake that off, like the water off a duck's tail. So, but there are things out there that you can do, 
And now uh, this is why we're talking to you about this, because I want I want to see people succeed. You know, as I said, as I said before, I can't give you something I ain't got nobody. None of us can give somebody something they ain't got. So I deem myself a success. So therefore, and uh, and continuing on successes and gravitating at successes. So therefore, if I have it in me, I want you to have it, too. But an individual can't tell you that I want to be a success if they don't deem themselves as a success or they don't see any parts of them as successful. So how are they going to tell you that? That's what me and Reginald are talking about. So you have to go to outside individuals and do other things to get that because it is your duty, listeners, to be exceptionally positively successful in your life. Okay, when your head hit that pillow at night, you should be thoroughly exhausted because you know that you have today. You don't know when you wake up in the morning where you're going to be. Okay, know that you've done everything that you could possibly do that day and stop complaining uh, and stop complaining, period, and particularly about, oh, I'm tired. You know, that that's fine. Go get some rest and rejuvenate yourself. You know, God did something called sleep. All right. So rejuvenate yourself and hit back at it. Okay. now. For all of you out there listening to me and my brother, just know that if you are not sure what steps you can take to achieve your gifted goals towards accomplishments, here is a partial list, okay, that I follow and still follow today. And then I would like for Rachel to add in his his suggestions, but we've already talked about it, but we're going to talk about it some more. All right. I talked to trusted, there's that word, trusted individuals. Now, this does not mean that it is a family member. In a lot of instances, as I said before, there is not a trusted one in this group. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. It may not be a trusted one, Reginald, in your entire family. That's unfortunate. Right. But right. here comes the but. You can find trusted individuals because, I, as I often say, when the student is ready, the teachers appear. So, so um, should that be the case, go outside the group, such as I said before, I pray about it. I ask for clarity and guidance. Another is your minister or sensible minister, because there's a lot of them out here who are not, or someone who is doing what you want to achieve, which is what my brother touched on earlier, or as I mentioned before, a coach. Okay. They're, they may, you know, get a business culture, a culture, you know, now a lot of people think of a coach, they may think of sports or whatever, but there's business coaches. And then if an individual is not necessarily a business coach, as I said before, there are older individuals who have a wealth of information. OMG. Older people are, 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 you know, have a wealth of information that, that they were, they are willing to share. And that you can infuse and tweak and, and, and form into how you want to infuse it into what you want to do. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Mm, that's, that's, absolutely. And, um, and having that coaching piece is really important. Uh, we, we all need it. We all need it. There's always someone who knows more than, more than you do. And, and that's okay. That's a wonderful thing. You know, mm-hmm. we all don't know it all. And that person mm-hmm. can give, give us guidance, give us Give us those those pointers that uh, you know to show us who to talk to, how to do this, how to do that. No, go this way, you know. And, and that's a wonderful thing. 
It's a wonderful mm-hmm. thing. Cool thing. It's part of the journey and enjoy the journey. Um, you know, I go to Yuma every every week, three hour drive there, three, three hour drive back. And some people ask me, how do you do that? You've been doing that for two years now. How do you do that? You know, try to throw that negative stuff in there. And my response always is, hey, I enjoy the journey. And I do, you know. I enjoy the journey the first hour. I stop and heal a bed, stretch my legs, go to the washroom, you know, uh, maybe get some peanuts, uh, some orange juice or whatever. You know, get back mm-hmm. in the vehicle and, you know, I'm looking at the things that are around me, you know, it's wonderful in the morning. So so I enjoy the journey. And then when I get there, I'm rocking and rolling. So, so a lot of exactly. times, the journey, enjoy the journey, enjoy it from point A to point B. Exactly. Because you learn so much. And I tell people, even if it's on the simplistic thing that you learn, oh, they're going to be closing down um, the highway for the next three days because they're going to be resurfacing um, the road. Um, never let it be a day where you have not learned anything, you know, whether you are avidly attending school or not. You know, a lot of people equate that reason. Well, well, you know, I'm not enrolled in school. Yes, you are, because Earth is a learning school. That's basically all it is, is a huge ball, a beautiful ball of learning. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to learn so that we can get closer to God, so that you don't stay in the same position. Because if you don't learn something quickly, you're going to see that lesson over and over and over again until you learn it. And as I said, then therefore that wastes time, which is our most precious commodity, something that we can't get back, you know. And I want to say, Rachel, that, you know, I have had people and you probably have too, um, come across this. I've had people because I talk to so many people, people I don't know and whatever. They just talk to me. You know, I've heard people tell me, you know, that that that, that I've learned all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, and and uh, and I, yeah, I I have to I have to stand back, Rachel, and like I'm like really. So I have a question for you, and they go, okay. So I said, so why are you here on Earth? And they look at look at me real bewildered. Well, what do you mean? Why am I here on Earth? Well, you said that you have learned everything that you need to know, and some people have said I've done everything that I need to do. Mm-hmm. Then why are you here? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, yeah. Reginald? I know that yeah. goes totally over a lot of people here, but so why are you here? If you learn everything that you've learned and you've done everything that you need to do, then why are you not in a different, higher plane up there with God or something, drinking green tea and eating edamame? You know what I'm saying? Instead of down here with the, with the, you know, all of this craziness with the Trump and all of that. Then why, why? And they, they, I have never, Reginald, I don't know about you, but I've never gotten an answer from that. <laughs> and, 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 have you? And it's so, it's so cognitively limiting when someone says, well, I've done everything that I, that I can do. You know, it's like sitting, I, I was like, the example of things, you know. So, so it's like sitting down with a meal and you, you know, have this big plate of food and you eat it and you're done, you know. Okay, you're, okay, you're, you're, you're done. There's nothing else to do, nothing else to eat on this plate. I'm done. So if you're saying that in your life that I've, that I've 
learned everything. I have everything. Okay, so what is there to do now? Then, then that's nothing. That's like a period, the end, let the credit roll, you know? And, and that's a that's a terrible state of mind to be in when you think it, that you have learned it all and there's nothing else for you to accomplish. That's, that's scary. That's, yeah, it's not like you, okay, I learned what I need to know in in our business one-on-one, so now I need to go to business one-on-two. You know what I'm saying, Reza? It's not like they're saying, you know, I'm continuing on this. No, there is a big old huge round period. Okay, I got about, I got about three minutes. So now I I, I want to say this, you know, as as always, I totally, totally enjoy these kind of conversations. Um, I get a lot of, um, um, you know, um, listeners, um, when, when we talk about a lot of the heartfelt, um, you know, topics like this, and, and I, and I will continue on doing this, me and, um, my brother Reginald. Now, you know, I want to say something, Reginald. On the 15th of June, we're going to be joined by Sandy Roberts. You know, Sandy Roberts is a friend to the show, and, um, she's going to be on talking about the work that she does with veterans. And uh, so we're going to be talking about that on June 15th. So mark your calendars. And, Rachel, thank you, you know, once again for being on my show. You know, it's always a pleasure. I I love you a lot for that. And uh, and I want to leave you listeners with this. I hope that you've learned something out of this conversation that uh, my guest, Reginald C. Campbell, the world's best mental health therapist, um, and Teresa Elaine Keys, the world's best professional mediator and talk show host and speaker and hearing officers talked about i want you to know that you can fix your life you can put a stop to all of the negative chatter or negative people and non-completing of goals in your life now here's the kicker look at all the things that i just mentioned you know as they are teachers learn from them this is a way to gain wisdom you are all gifted and i want you to open your package i want you to look inside it's a beautiful thing and um and um, I will be airing again on June 1st. And I also want to to steer you to something because, you know, you can listen to this um, uh, uh, this this recording. You know what my brother and I have talked about. You can listen to it for however many times you want, um, because it will be up um, on the website at TalkZone.com here momentarily. But I want you guys to continue, you know, your, uh, you know, gaining great food for thought. You know, Oprah Winfrey, her Super Soul Sunday is fabulous for is for inspira- inspiring and educational uh, news and talks and her guests. She's on the own network. Um, you can still pull up Reverend uh, Schuler, the Crystal Cathedral. He's no longer here. Dwayne Dyer, who also is no longer here. And um, but uh, but they were wonderful, wonderful biblical teachers combined with common sense teachings and also Deepak Chopra. I have so many of his books and the fabulous Ayana Van Zant, who um, is um, host to Ayana Fix My Life. I have so many of her books and she is the star of um, that show, Ayana Fix My Life and the host. And um, she does some phenomenal work. And you can also go online and listen to her and uh, she her talks with Oprah, you know, presently and also back in the day. All right. Thank you so much for listening to me. I want you all to have a great day, a safe day. Be kind to yourself because that's where it starts. You can't give somebody something you ain't got. There's no such thing as I'm kinder to you than me. There's something like my brother said, cognitive wrong with that. Okay, be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Make it a good day. Be safe. See you June 1st. <laughs>